Gabe, I'm tired of old movies. Well, let's watch some new ones. Yeah, maybe like a mini-sode or something? Dude, are you reading my mind? That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go to the movies! Thank you for joining us on our first mini-sode. We normally go back in time. Today, we're not. We're just going to stay in this time. (laughs) We're going to stay in this time. (laughs) Movies that came out like a week ago. The time is now. (laughs) (laughs) The time is now. Um, We just wanted to do this just because it gives us something to do. As we mentioned before, Gabe's lovely wife is gone, so he has a little bit more uh, time to go see some movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, if you like this show, let us know so that Gabe has no choice but to continue doing it when his <laughs> wife gets home. <laughs> yeah, let us know um, because we, we like movies. Mm-hmm. But I like my wife, so uh, it's going to take some convincing. My wife. My wife. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please let us know if you like this. This isn't going to replace our normal show. I don't know if we're gonna have a schedule for this. I doubt we will. Maybe one a week. Maybe, uh, maybe two a week. Just kind of depends. Like we have no idea where it's going, what we're doing with it. Let's be honest. No one's gonna let us know if <laughs> they like it or don't like it. Uh, just please do. I think this might replace guest episodes for at least a little bit. Um, yeah, that's cool. it. Uh, so. Our very first mini episode, you've probably seen in the title of the episode, uh, but we are talking about It Comes at Night. What's he see? What's he see? They heard something. Let's get back in the house. Now! Could have been an animal, not a person. Just to be safe, a red door stays closed and locked all the time. How old are you, Travis? 17. I like the man. Dad, Dad, something's in the house. You're positive that the door is already open? Yes. Well, then who opened it? Can't trust anyone but family. Please just let us go. It's okay, sweetie. It's gonna be okay. Scary, spoopy. Uh, I was scared to go to with with you to this movie. Yeah, you were really hesitant. I don't like scary movies, um, so it took some it took some bravery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I want to add is that we're gonna break this by just general uh, feedback and uh, you know what we thought of it, and then we'll have a spoiler uh, about halfway through. We'll let you know before that happens. But right now, spoiler free. Uh, Gabe was very resistant to going to this with me because, like he said, he's very scared of scary movies. Uh, but as a lot of people said, this movie might be a little misleading in mm. what the tone is. I didn't necessarily feel that way, but did you feel 
uh, relieved after you saw it that maybe it wasn't as scary as you thought it would be? Uh, sure. I, d- I don't know if relieved is the right word for how I felt when this movie was over. Uh, <laughs> I felt exhausted mm-hmm. and uh, beaten down, but yeah. it was it was a really good experience. Mm-hmm. It was not as scary as I thought it would be, but yeah. it was still pretty creepy. It had its moments. Yeah, it's one of those movies where people say that it is horror and to me, it was more suspenseful and thrilling than straight up horror. There were yeah. some elements, but yeah. to me, uh, similar to Get Out. Everyone said horror flick, director said horror flick, and I said, yeah, maybe two or three things in the movie I thought were genuinely horrific, but uh, <laughs> you know, mostly just suspenseful and thrilling. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They had plenty of horror elements, but it is not, I don't know if I would classified as a horror movie mm-hmm. i mean i think what these people go through is horrific and awful but i think you could classify this as like i don't know suspense thriller mm-hmm. may- maybe literally but, what i just said yeah what, well i know i know that's what you said <laughs> but I, I i don't know i mean I, it's i say that hesitantly though because it does have horror elements so yeah it, it does but it it's does. not supernatural horror let's get that out of the way no too. no it's not um yeah so just a general overview of the movie um joel edgerton his name is Paul in the movie. He plays a man uh, and his family's there. That He's like the head of the household, obviously. And uh, it's kind of clear from the beginning that it's, it's maybe not po- post-apocalyptic necessarily, but there is something happening where everyone pretty much has been wiped out and people are just kind of fending for themselves in the woods. Um, it's just him, his wife, and his son. And uh, eventually they bring people in um, and then things kind of go haywire. And I think that's really all you can say without <laughs> giving without anything spoiling away. spoiling it? Yeah. Yeah, the, the sickness that has ravaged mankind, We the movie has so many unanswered questions that it just leaves you intentionally sort of to your own devices in, in terms of how you want to view it or what you think might have happened or um, I don't know what, what the reasoning was, but to the sickness itself it, it doesn't say what it is but we know it's pretty it's pretty gruesome um someone mm-hmm. gets sick and they say he started showing sim- symptoms within a day yeah and so you know it's this rapid scary sickness and so every time they're even interacting with anyone that's outside of their home they're wearing these gas masks and gloves and trying to stay as clean as possible and mm-hmm. so it's we know it's serious it's very much like the bubonic plague people get yeah. welts on their body and just become very gaunt and sick. Yeah, and their breathing is all labored and wheezy and they cough up blood and yeah. it's pretty bad. So I think people were expecting zombies, possibly. Yeah, especially from the trailer. When they saw the trailer. Yeah. Uh, so very much not <laughs> zombies. So if you were looking forward to that, maybe don't check this out. Although <laughs> I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Um, overall, I think the things that it does best is it's really, like I said, suspenseful and thrilling. They really make things feel very confined, especially when it's nighttime. It's like very dark. Yeah. And uh, the kid, played by uh, Kelvin Harris Jr., his name is Kelvin Harrison Jr., he plays Travis in the movie. He has these dream sequences that kind of hint at what's coming next. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it goes into like this different aspect ratio and things look very trippy and dark. And I don't know, I was pretty much enthralled all the way through yeah i mean i i agree it's a great movie uh every dream sequence that this kid has it's weird i I know i know about the aspect ratio thing now Mm -hmm. but i didn't realize it when i was watching the movie yeah but you can still catch on that he's dreaming because he'll like lay down and go to bed yeah and then it'll go black and something you know it'll fade to black and it'll 
something will come up on the screen and it's it's not obvious the first or second time that he's dreaming and then you kind of catch on as a viewer mm-hmm. um but it's really really uh affecting and, and creepy the darkness in this house is just like it just consumes you as you mm-hmm. watch it and it's all grainy because you know they have these lanterns and that's like the scariest part of the movie is just that they're walking around in this dark and, and the house is this wooden like seven cabin, 70s yeah. cabin so there's no wallpaper there's nothing to make it bright it's just this dark wood paneling and uh yeah it's it's just a perfect location for a creepy movie yeah definitely and all the performances were pretty great across the board too there's yeah. really only about five or six people they get a lot of screen time mm-hmm. uh, you do see some people pop in and out but um so joel edgerton just phenomenal in this movie love him um he like we said he plays the fatherly figure he plays it very well he's very protective of his family until some things force him to bring down his walls a little bit yeah um but also just kelvin harrison jr i think stood out a lot as travis um you can really see kind of the distraught nature of the world they're in um and i think he just like plays that perfectly yeah he's kind of horrified of what his family is doing but he's also like I think part of him understands, but like his nature kind of fights against that. Yeah, I didn't like him like the first half of the movie. I thought he was kind of a weak character, and um, I don't know what it was about him that bothered me. But by the end of the movie, you, I don't know. But I was I, by the end of it, I thought he was a great actor, and and I think he did it perfectly. So mm-hmm. I, he's a he's a good contrast to his dad, who has accepted sort of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the son has accepted it, but he he has a harder time with death or with having to to literally put somebody down mm-hmm. a person or an animal uh he's just not he's not into that stuff yet not that anyone's <laughs> into it yeah. but uh he becomes yeah. very into it later yeah, he and loves murders it, man. everyone no yeah. but joel edgerton um you really really love him in this movie because he has so many decisions to make yeah he has uh he just i can't imagine like how the guy s- slept at night you know yeah. what i mean like he he uh, i know you're trying not to spoil right now <laughs> i'm trying not to spoil but i'm yeah. just saying he throughout the whole movie you feel his sense of uncertainty and fear mm-hmm. um because like him we don't know who or what is lurking outside yeah and so everything he does is this precaution for the unknown mm-hmm. yeah something i really liked about the movie is that you never really know what it is it could right. It could be a monster. It could be an animal. It could be another human. It could be just something floating in the air. Like you have no idea. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that people felt deceived by because I think people always want answers. Sure. I remember my mom (laughs) always used to say something that irked me where she would be like, I don't like movies with open-ended questions or Mm. open-endedness. And that's like, I love that so much. I like having answers for some movies, but sometimes like this, it just works so well. And that's... That's where the fear kind of comes from, right? Because yes. you only know what they know. So you don't know what's out there and it, you don't know when it's going to pop up or come through. Right. Even though they don't really jump scare you in this movie, which I also like because <laughs> that's such a cheap tactic everyone uses today. They do like one time. Once or twice, yeah. yeah. But it's it doesn't it doesn't ever feel like they did it just to jump scare you. No. No. It was came from the moment. It was totally organic. Um but yeah, I think that's pretty much all I can say without spoilers <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I was going to ask after you saw the movie, do you still feel like you don't know what it is? But yeah, we'll get there. We'll talk about that. Um, overall, a really good flick. If you like 
uh, quote-unquote horror movies, more on the thriller suspense side, I would recommend this to you. It's probably not going to be in theaters much longer. I would imagine maybe two weeks. Um, If that, it had a pretty poor opening and it hasn't been doing well since. Um, So go check it out. But we are going to get into spoilers now. So this is your last chance to turn it off. Bring on the spoiler. Hey, Snake kills Dumbledore. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you were, you were kind of hinting at this. I still don't know what it is. Um, later in the movie, the dog that has escaped from the family comes back and its whole side is just kind of ripped open and it's bleeding everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Up until that point, I thought it was just sickness. Mm-hmm. But then I wasn't so sure because the kid gets sick after that, the little boy. Yeah, well, we don't. That's another unanswered question. Yeah, did he come in did contact? Did he get sick? We did don't he know. have the sickness? Yeah, I I just thought upon viewing it, um, in the theater, like it comes at night, is sort of this um, character's fear, these dreams that he's having, mm-hmm. uh, these hallucinatory, like very realistic, very fear-driven dreams, and so I was like, okay, that's not about an entity or a thing or a person. It's just this guy. This what's his name? Um. Tra- uh, Travis. Uh, Travis. It's about yeah. Travis's dreams that come at night, and I thought maybe he's going to do something. Maybe he'll like get up and sleepwalk and kill everyone. Like, I don't know <laughs> what. It was. I didn't know. I know. Yeah. So it was really, really spooky. But yeah, I, um, I, I guess we we don't know what it is. It can be whatever you think it is. I mean, yeah, it could. I mean, it could be paranoia. It could be sure. It, it's everything. The director has said that it's a metaphor. Um, in interviews that he's had. I don't know what it's a metaphor for exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's good or bad storytelling. I just know that I enjoyed the movie. Sure. But I, yeah, his dream sequences, we mentioned this earlier, his dream sequences always kind of hint at something that's coming next, but it happens a little bit differently than he dreams it. And so I think that the kid brought the sickness because he has that dream with the woman who's staying with them mm. uh played by uh riley keogh uh her name is kim in the movie she's like an outsider that comes in with her husband and her young son yeah. and she's younger she's probably not much older than travis maybe like five or ten years and there seems to be some sexual tension which to me actually felt like remnants of an old draft maybe mm. it was like there might have been more at one point, but they kind of kept a little bit in there because I didn't really see it go anywhere. But when you think about the dream that he had where he wakes up and she's on top of him and bleeds in his mouth, for me, that was like that family bringing the sickness mm. with them. Okay. Because that because they were fine before. Yeah. I, I didn't know if I took it that way. I Because his dreams don't didn't always, in my view of it, they didn't forecast what was going to happen because he would have dreams about his grandfather. Yeah. Uh, like one or two. His grandpa gets sick and dies in the beginning of the movie. It's like how the movie opens. Mm-hmm. They have to kill him. Um, but I can totally see it that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could be taken that way too. I just don't know. I, I think his dreams are just haunted by this sickness because they live in fear of getting sick. Mm-hmm. Their whole life is an effort to stay healthy. And yeah. so I feel like that invades their thoughts, their dreams, everything. And I think that was just a weird, he ha- obviously has a sexual attraction to this woman. And uh, yeah, he dreams that she straddles him in bed and, and like kisses him. And then she has all this blood dripping out of her mouth onto his face or like black liquid, just this gross, like yeah, something sick- bile, sickness, if bile. you want to call it, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think both are good interpretations. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, meh. 
Yeah. Meh. Super gross. No, 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 oh, not meh. That was just I was thinking about that image in my head. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't really know how much more I have to say aside from the last maybe 30 minutes or so are really where things start to kick in. Um everyone is just paranoid of each other cuz it's these two families that yeah. have only known each other for about maybe 2 or 3 days at this point. And uh the youngest boy gets sick. So we mentioned that they have a dog that gets out and uh, Travis mentions that he heard the dog like go off and he heard something. It, we didn't hear what he heard, but he said that he heard something in the woods where the dog went, and the dog just kind of stops barking. But he comes back later and just has this gash in his side and is bleeding all over the front room, and the door's open. Yeah. And the little boy was sleepwalking uh, before that, so it's possible that he came in contact with the dog and got the sickness and yeah. brought it in. But um, Christopher Abbott, who plays Will, and then Riley Kia, we mentioned earlier, plays Kim. They see their son getting sick, and um, they try to get out, and they take like guns, and they be very forceful, and then they all have this like confrontation at the end, where pretty much like that entire family dies. <laughs> yeah, they all die. They all get shot. Yeah, the ending is is really tough. Uh, it's extremely tense and well done, but uh, you're right. They they think that. There's this little boy is, has gotten sick, and so Joel Edgerton quarantines both families for a few days. He's like, "You stay in your room. You don't come out. We'll stay in our room." And uh, the son also, uh, Travis, he has this like weird habit in the movie of like, like listening in on people's conversations. Yeah, he's he, lonely. Yeah, he's kind of weird. He's kind of socially weird, and so he'll crawl up into these little crawl spaces in the house and listen to his parents talk or listen to this other couple talk. And he hears this little kid coughing and crying, and his and so he runs and tells his parents, "I think he's sick." And they wake up and they go to the room to check on him to be like, just to know if if this kid is sick. They're gonna like, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but it's so tense. Joel yeah. Edgerton goes to the bedroom, he knocks on the door, and the guy's like, "Oh, the son, he's okay. He's just upset. He 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 like had a bad dream," and he's like, "I need to come in and see him." And he's like, no, no, he's fine. And he's like, this is my house. You need to let me in right now. And then they have this, like you said, very tense confrontation. It leads to them getting outside and people get shot and die. Mm-hmm. And it's all driven by fear and paranoia. Yeah. And it's hard because we don't know if the child was really sick. Mm-hmm. We assume he was. And that's what makes the most sense. But... Did this family die because the kid was sick? Did they die because of fear and paranoia? I mean, one of the truthful things that the trailer tells you is that I think it says uh, fear turns men into monsters. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. That's what this movie is about. It's about this paranoid fear and what we would become if we had to go through what these people went through. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I anyway, I'm just saying it. It's tough because we don't it's like this chaos happens at the end and you're going, man, I, I hope that that kid was sick. Mm-hmm. But I, and also back to Joel Edgerton, I know I'm like going on here, but mm-hmm. he has a lot of decisions to make in that if they let, it's weird because the family just wants to leave. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like a big request to me. Just let them go. But I, after I was like processing it, thinking about it, if they let them leave, then they part basically as enemies because they could come back, try to raid the house, try to kill that, you know, like who knows? That was the point that Joel Edgerton made. What, okay. Yeah. And, and so like... Yeah, they, if they leave, they have to like defend the house and be on guard even more than they already are, and they so they couldn't, so they they kill this family. Yeah, and it's also tough. what what the film does well is it hints early on 
that it's possible that this guy could have connections to people outside of right. just them that he didn't tell Joel Edgerton yeah. about. Um, but it's really unclear as to whether or not that is true, which yeah. is great because <laughs> you feel the same paranoia they do. You're like, does sure. this guy know people out there? And they lead you to believe he's lying earlier about his brother uh-huh. uh, when he talks about, he's like, well, it was my wife's brother. I yeah. call him, you know, like, and they put it, this. He looks guilty. Yeah, they plant these guilty. seeds of doubt everywhere and you're just like, man, it's yeah. yeah, and it's, I, I mean, that's probably my favorite thing is just like the little little breadcrumbs and things they left through you for you throughout the movie. I think some people thought that there wasn't enough of that, but to me, it was just enough to feel the same paranoia they did because I wanted Joel Edgerton's family to live because we were with them the longest. Yeah, we saw them sure. the longest. Um, but in the end, you know, they, they kill the family and they end up sick as well. So everyone kind of dies. I don't really know what exactly I was supposed to take away from this movie. Um, I don't know what the message is. Maybe it's like if you let your walls down, then you may suffer worse than I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah. I so for me, my final thoughts are: it's a well-made, well-acted, very well-written movie. There are a lot of unanswered questions. So if that bothers you, maybe don't go see it, or maybe challenge yourself and try to enjoy it and go see it. Um. So I, I want to be clear. This is a good movie. Yeah. I don't think it's not a good movie, but for me, it just left me, I told you earlier, it left me with a sense of hopelessness. It left me feeling really dry and really sad. And while um, while we should have those emotions and feelings, we were talking about this with Pat the other day. Like Pat was like, it's good to feel those things. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with, with him, but you don't always have to like it. Yeah. So I just, I, I sat there like <laughs> taking it in and the credits sort of like really just irked by it like oh i just feel uneasy mm-hmm. and and now i'm fine but yeah it, it's uh it's a tough movie so it, it's a great movie it's very well done last thing i'll say is um stuckman chris stuckman a guy we both like on youtube said uh this is one of those rare movies where i completely understand every single reaction to it he said if you loved it i totally get that and if uh and i wouldn't challenge you at all and if you hated it i can also see all the reasons why that would make sense yeah and that's how exactly how I feel. Yeah, uh, like I said earlier, if you are in the mood for a horror suspense thriller, I think you should go see this. I think it is worth your time. Um, it's suspenseful all the way through for about maybe not the first 15 minutes or so while we're establishing, even though the first scene itself is very tense where they have to kill the grandpa because he is sick. Um, that is instantly intriguing. It's instantly gives you an idea of what you're in for. I really like that scene. It, it dwindles down for about maybe 10 minutes or so, then it kicks right back up and it just kind of goes and goes and goes. Um, this movie is crafted very well, I think. Um, like I said, it just leaves little breadcrumbs for you just to make you paranoid enough, just like Joel Edgerton and his family are. Um, the director, Trey Edward Schultz, uh, directed Krisha, which I haven't seen. Uh, but he seems like a promising young director. I'm very excited to see the things that he does because I do like this brand of horror. I don't like jump out and scare you. I don't really like ghost movies that much. I don't like slasher flicks. I like these dramas mm-hmm. that make you think, yeah. ask questions that maybe they don't have the answers to. That's really my style. So I can't recommend this enough. Um, it's about an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which I think is I think is good. I think most people if they're not going in with the mindset they're going to be deceived or that they had a preconceived notion of what this will be about, we'll be pretty happy with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So go see It Comes at Night. We both liked it. We both recommend it. 
but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for us. Yeah, and uh, I guess I'll just say join us for our next mini-sode yeah. where we review The Mummy. All right, so check out The Mummy. We'll be talking about it. It'll probably come out soon after this one just so we can get it out there. Um, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, we're not going to do a mini-sode. That's Matt's final yeah, thoughts that, right that's there. That's it right there, that's all. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. You know where to reach us. Rewind Cinema Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'll also be using the natural anthem music in this, I believe. So naturalanthem.net to find them. And uh, that's it. Let us know if you like this and we'll keep doing it. Well, until next time, watch, watch more, more movies. movies.